Welcome to Making Art Work, produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York. I'm Travis Newton, your host and director of the program. Today's guest is Saral Phillips, who for more than two decades has made the arts her business. She currently leads her own research, evaluation, and planning consulting firm, and recent clients include the Cabrillo Festival of Contemporary Music, Palm Beach Opera, and the Museum of Contemporary Art at Santa Barbara. Her research has supported projects for the National Endowment for the Arts, national service organizations, state arts agencies, presenting organizations, museums, and private foundations. She has also been a featured guest on NPR's Morning Edition. Saral is currently working with CNY Arts, the Arts Council for Central New York and beyond, providing research and analysis for two major projects, the Ideas Collaborative and Engage CNY. Saral Phillips, welcome to Lemoyne College and Making Art Work. Thank you, Travis. Good morning. So I wanted to start out talking about one of these projects that you're working on with CNY Arts, the Ideas Collaborative. Um, in 2010, CNY Arts launched this, this effort in response to declining arts audiences. Um, the initiative, uh, which engaged you as a lead consultant, uh, is pretty interesting. It involved 43 arts and cultural organizations and six area foundations um, with a stated goal of strengthening the fabric of the cultural community in Syracuse in Onondaga County. That's a mouthful. Um, that was well done. Thank well you. Done. Four years later, I wonder if you could talk about what was the process like and in your view, was it successful? And is that even something you can determine wow. right now? Wow. I know that's a lot to ask. Yeah. Um, so the process was um, actually really interesting, and it it took the process took on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come into a community and you don't have a relationship there yet, it takes about six months to a year to kind of get the lay of the land, get to know uh, the arts organizations that you're working with. And in the case of the Ideas Collaborative. Um, the model had been taken from a project I did in Memphis mm. that was initiated by their local arts agency and their United Arts Fund. So the project here in Syracuse um, came to be because uh, one of the funders was on her listserv for local arts community develop- development and was asking questions about communities that had done work collaboratively. Mm-hmm. You know, all the arts organizations working together to kind of solve the dilemma or look for solutions for developing audiences in their communities. And she came across two of the communities that I had worked with, um, made a call, asked me if I would be willing to come to Syracuse and do this here. And I gave her a qualified yes, um, being that um, I needed to make sure that the community here was ready for this kind of project. Because when it's initiated by their service organization, there's already a relationship there Mm -hmm. um, between you know, the service organization and the entire constituency of organizations, and they tend to work together. The process for this was a little bit different, and I came and essentially interviewed uh, for the job with all the arts organizations. I remember being uh, making a presentation at the zoo, and all of them looking at me like, who is this woman and what does she want to do right. here? This outsider coming in. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to explain the process to them, and we sort of courted each other, and the organizations decided, yeah, we do want her to come here and do this with us. So it was a little different. Great. And, um, and it's a lot for me to ask to say, was it a success, right? <laughs> right? And I get that. But I wonder if you could talk about some of the things that have happened along the way, some of the things that you would see as positive 
um, outcomes or negative from the process, things that we've learned along the way. Yeah. So I think um, three to five years from now, you're really going to be able to answer the question about was this project a success? Did it make a difference? Mm -hmm. Um, The short answer, you know, three, four years now since I... uh, did all the research and and released this big report and I did technical assistance with the arts organizations and I did all of this work with them. I think there are um, success stories and then there are some non-success stories or non-starters um, for a variety of reasons. But the successes, I think, mostly happened for the smaller budget organizations mm-hmm. that um, because they're so scrappy and there's often one or two people doing lots of things. Sure. Um, these projects that brought new market knowledge to them for the first time, they learned things about their audience and the place in which they operate that they never had access to before. They also have the ability to take action qu- more quickly than some of the larger institutions. Mm-hmm. And for the ones that were able to adapt, apply for grants, make some things happen, get some resources to respond to the research, they were really successful. But I think it was also easier for them because they had board buy-in right away. They had artistic buy-in right away. It wasn't kind of layers and layers of, of history and structure that they had to work through to be able to try some new things. And maybe they had less to lose less in to taking lose. a risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, some of the larger organizations struggled more with the you know, there's a willingness there to take risks and apply for some grant funds to try new things. But in the big picture of what they're trying to accomplish, um, I'm not so sure those organizations saw as much benefit from this project, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. I think the best thing that came out of this so far is um, that the study revealed that there is enormous amount of demand for arts and culture from the people who live in central New York and in this local area of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. The demand is there. Um, the product is there. The, what came out of the work was the need for a cultural plan because even with CNY Arts, that agency has grown and est- really established itself, but it didn't have a roadmap for what this region was going to look like culturally for the next 10, 20 years. Right. So... Um, when I was done with the ideas research, CNY Arts put out an RFP to bring in a cultural master planner, and they worked with Diane Matarazza, who I think you've met, Travis. Yes. Um, and sh- she worked with CNY Arts and all the arts councils and leadership in the five contiguous counties mm-hmm. that CNY Arts serves now um, to put this plan in place. Um, so I don't think that that would have happened had I not come in and shown a light on lots of things that didn't have a light shown on them before, like um, what does the geography lo- really look like from a consumer standpoint when it comes to the arts? What what are people doing? Um, how much of it are they doing? Where are they doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it turned on a lot of light bulbs and set some things in motion here. So those two projects, the Ideas Collaborative and and then Engage CNY, which is the name of that cultural plan, oh. were really sort of um, related in a in a pretty strong way in terms of you know ideas sort of igniting the the need for a plan. We're sort of revealing the need for a plan. Revealing the need for a plan, but also revealing the opportunity that could be seized. 
by a plan. Got it. Which leads to the discussion, if you want to have it, about the plan. Right. Yeah, yeah. let's hear about the plan. Okay. Um, well, a plan is a plan. It's. I was actually looking at it this morning, um, anticipating you asking me some questions <laughs> about it, and I thought, you know, this is a really elegant plan. It's very simple. You know, it, it has essentially three priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for that plan to be successful, it's almost like the planning's done. It brought so many people together, and now is not the time for people to shake their hands off and say, whew, our work is done. Right. Uh, the work is just beginning. Um, and I think for Central to New York to really realize success in that plan, leadership and support and every single person involved in that process needs to stay involved in that process. And I really hope that happens. And talk about the different groups of stakeholders that you're, that you're you know, you're talking about arts and culture organizations, obviously. What other stakeholders are there in this plan that you hope sort of, you know, stick with it and, and see it as a long-term prospect? Yeah, it's, um, it's a plan that is going to take a network um, to pull off. It is not the job of CNY Arts as an agency to successfully implement that plan. It's the entire region's mm-hmm. uh, role to implement that plan. So if you look at it, it touches tourism, it touches economic development, it touches education, it tu- even touches public safety. Mm. Um, the plan is built around the concept that the arts the arts are have a link and are relevant to every other sector that exists in this region. And it's finding those links. They've been identified but it's finding them, nurturing them, um, creating relationships where the arts are used to solve other community problems. Right. Um, Social, economic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <clears throat> the the plan sounds um, fascinating, and I think it's actually posted at uh, cnyarts.org. It um, is. If folks want to read it. The full plan is on there and also an executive summary. I suggest people start with the executive yeah, summary. <laughs> a little light reading <laughs> for everyone. Um, but as I was reflecting on it this morning, I thought, you know, what is this region going to look like in five years or in 10 years? And I kept coming back to the word synergy. Mm. I mean, this plan, if you look at it, it's all about finding opportunities through synergy. And I thought to myself, well, synergy doesn't just happen. Right. It has to be fed. It ha- So um, I'm really hoping that leadership from all sectors continue to, to keep their eye on the ball with this plan and, and keep it moving forward. And speaking of, you know, getting people to work together and and move things forward. I wonder if you could talk about the fact that, you know, as I was looking at your past projects and things that you've done um, here in Syracuse and also, you know, around the country, it seems like a lot of your work involves encouraging arts and cultural organizations to play nice, to work together, um, to find mutually beneficial outcomes. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Okay. So, in that role as sort of that facilitator, mm-hmm. what are some challenges that you've encountered in facilitating those conversations between arts and cultural organizations and also between those organizations and non-arts and culture organizations in the community? That's a really big question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think m- people are under the impression often that when somebody like me comes in to do a collaborative project that people aren't working together. That's really not the case at all. The arts um, culture of arts organizations is very collaborative in nature. You know, orchestras work with opera companies, work with dancers, um, theater companies are trading and 
um, sharing storage spaces, and, and they are working together. Mm-hmm. They may not be working together the way uh, some others think they should be working together. Um, so my role is to look at it from a market perspective to say, what kind of program collaborations can happen between organizations that can bring in new audiences or open pathways to things that people might have not shown an interest in before, but they're lured in by something that they know and is familiar. Those kinds of partnerships um, are terrific, but they take time to develop because they're often program-related. You can't just create a program out of thin air. You have to work long-term with an organization to figure out what makes sense artistically between the two. Um, And after all, they all have their mission statements that they're working within and needing to serve the community. Right. So it fits in a, a much broader context. And it's, um, it's easy to say, and it's difficult to do. Right. And it takes resources. Um, so again, the smaller organizations in the Ideas Collaborative are a little more nimble. Um, so I think it was easier for them to do those sorts of things than it was for some of the, the larger groups, even though they did. So often today, arts organizations are under pressure from funders to make data-driven decisions. And of course, that's where you come in. You come in and you do research and you help them um, collect data about their potential audiences and about their current audiences. Um, However, it seems to me, you know, often results in the arts aren't quite as cut and dry as in other industries, shall we say. You know, it's not always as clear when something's a success and when it's not. And so I wonder if you could talk about how arts organizations measure success without sacrificing their intangible qualities, um, which some say shouldn't always have to be explicitly defined. And so how do you balance the, the, the need for data and also the need for sort of this artistic, intangible quality? Okay. Another really big question, perhaps. <laughs> it's like, that's like the three-in-one package and of questions. And go. Okay. Yeah. So um, measuring success. So one of the tricky things for arts organizations is that they really aren't in the business of measuring their success in the way that um, um, their authorizers are often asking for it now. So it's not really built into their culture to do this kind of work. Um, that doesn't mean it can't be done. Typically, the way they report on their success is transactional, how many people are coming, how much uh, revenue are we generating. Mm-hmm. But they rarely have the tools or the capacity or the expertise on staff to measure the impact and the importance and the value of their programs to the people that they're serving. Um, so when that's the case, um, I often encourage the funding organizations to work with their grantees to require an evaluation plan as part of their grant package. Um, often organizations will go to different funders, and this is not specific to Central New York. This is everywhere. And they'll say, oh, we have this great idea for a project, and we know it's going to get funded. And they'll bring it to a funder, and the funder's question will be, how do you know there's a need for this program? Mm-hmm. And they have no data to back it up. Um, the community's asked for it. Um, we see that, that there's market demand or there's a gap in service in this particular neighborhood. Um, they, they often don't come prepared to answer that question. So for the Ideas Collaborative, there's an enormous amount of information in my original report that the organizations actually reflected on when they um, went to the Ideas Grant Fund to request 
some resources to try new things and to cap, you know, to capitalize on some of the recommendations that were made in that report. They had data that they could reflect on, and they were asked to do that. I'm hoping um, that years from now, all of these groups that got to work with some of this data understand how they can continue to use it moving forward. Um, measuring success. Um, I always feel that when an organization is in the grant writing stage is when they should be thinking about those measurements. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, I have worked with organizations putting programs together for funding, and when they went through the process of talking about how they were going to measure the impact, they often even changed the project themselves because they realized they weren't sure how they were going to know that they were successful in achieving their outcome. Right. So, so what are the metrics that they're looking at? It starts at the beginning. It doesn't start at the end. Right. It starts at the beginning. Very good. I have a couple more questions, but we're out of time for this segment. Can you stick around for a couple minutes and can. we can talk more on the other side? Sure. Thanks very much. Thank you. Making Art Work is produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, with support provided by the Department of Communication and Film Studies and WLMU Radio, as well as our broadcast partner, WCNY Classic FM. Our theme song was written by Lemoyne College music faculty member Edward Rahowski and performed by the Bang on a Can All-Stars. For more information about Arts Administration at Lemoyne, visit lemoyne.edu artsadmin or follow us on Twitter at LMCArtsADMN. I'm your host, Travis Newton, hoping you'll join us again next time on Making Art Work.